You're listening to Hump Day News and Rumors on Mousecapades Radio. Get ready for something majestic. The following is an original production of the Mousecapades Radio Network. Happy Hump Day, Mousecapades listeners. This is Vicki, and I'm here with Stephanie and our colleague, Sarah, from the Your Story Travel Company. We hope that you're all staying safe, happy, and healthy. And this is episode 648. You're listening to the number one podcast that entertains that space between your ears, the Mousecapades podcast. Today, we'll be bringing you all the latest Disney rumors and news to help your week be a bit more magical. The Mousecapades podcast is a part of the Your Story Travel Company. If you're looking to book a trip, one of us will be so glad to help. Just text us. We've got Vicki, Sarah, or myself, Stephanie, at 636-395-0544, and we'll be happy to get with you to design a magical vacation. A small refundable deposit of $200 will hold your trip, so just contact us today. So some weird things going on, some more uh, interesting news that I did see this week. But I'm going to kick off with the fact that living with the land has been closed since Friday, August 20th, with no word from Disney. And um, I just thought it was weird. They can see the boats floating by, like the guests have reported, they can see the boats floating by, but they don't seem to know why the ride is not open. Um, And then Kaylee was listening to our show from last week, and she was wondering if it had something to do with the conservation of water. But I mean... I think that they would have said that, don't you think? Yeah, I think in that ride, they would need the water to water the uh, plant. Right. So I, I would think that would not be the first place they would take it away if they needed to conserve. But Right. So I just thought that was interesting. Um, I was going to talk about something else, but since I uh, got the notes together, there's, of course, much news coming out of Disney. <laughs> One of the things is the media or the social media excuse me has been blowing up disney's web page about the new genie plus and how angry people are and what are they thinking and uh brad said that that it was like this huge huge deal just lots of people complaining and saying that they weren't buying into it and blah 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 so we'll see where that goes tying in with that the enormity of the price that we talked about for the Christmas, the whatever, Merry Christmas, the, the name of it. I apologize. I didn't write it down because these are things that came up last minute. It has not sold out. So in the first week, the Boobash with the higher prices sold out and then they added days. It has not sold out for any day for the Christmas stuff at Disney. I have clients who bought it. Oh, do you? Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. They're going to have a good time. They're going to be the only ones there. (laughs) I also had clients who bought the Boobash, but I guess kind of what I'm thinking is right now we're just seeing the wait times at the parks are so incredibly low. I know. Yes, they're normally low in September when kids go back to school, but they're really, really Really low. low. So I do wonder, and we've speculated about it a lot, recently if people are canceling or postponing trips until things get a little bit more under control in the covid world and so before when they were when they released all of those boobash tickets people weren't in that mindset 
they were like, yes, it's like, it's time to do Disney and to do it well and things are, are looking up. And so they all bought those and those tickets are non-refundable, you know, yeah. like you, you gotta go. Um, and so I think maybe people are hesitant to do that with this yeah. one and the price went up. So I don't know if it will sell out. That's just my opinion. Yeah, I think COVID is absolutely the reason that the wait times are so low and price plus COVID, <laughs> I think are the reasons for um, this Christmas party being so available. Um, it's just, I've heard from a lot of people and I think overall, you know, hotel capacity is down too. It's not just people going to the parks, but they're down in hotel capacity as well. So it'll be inter interesting to see how things shape up and um, what this means for the 50th anniversary. And I hope <laughs> in the back of my mind, I'm like, well, you still haven't announced an opening day for um, Space, 220. Space 220 yet, which is supposed to open in a couple weeks, as far as I know. Two that's weeks. What, that's what um, mid-September means to me. Yes. So um, I hope they don't, you know, keep it from opening because of the level of crowds in the parks right now that would be a bummer and i don't see why they would i mean it is easier to get dining reservations but things are still filling up yeah you yeah. know it's you sign on at 5 a.m and if you don't book those popular places first the next time you're looking like the neck the very next reservation you're making it's gone so things are filling up so i really think that place will do just fine it's going to sell out yeah they won't have an open seat yeah so i hope that they wouldn't do that i don't know kaylee and all of her positivity said that the people finally were getting back and saying look we paid those high prices for boobash but we're not stupid we're not going to pay these <laughs> prices because then you're going to just jack them up higher and i said well, that's a nice thought, Kaylee, but I'm not really sure that's what it is. Well, there was also some talk out there that I saw about is Boo Bash actually worth the price? And a lot of people were saying no. Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and if you get that feedback as someone who's interested in buying Christmas party tickets, you might think twice about whether or not you actually want to invest that money. Um, so, you know, that couldn't be another factor. You're right. And these tickets are more expensive than even that. Yes. Crazy. Anyway, I will let you continue on okay. and hopefully you have better. <laughs> I try to start off with the bad because I don't want to end with the bad. It just stinks. I'm going to talk a little bit about Disney Wish. Yay. Um, they shared a little bit more news about the Disney Wish and all the wonderful things that they have to offer. So when they actually announced the Disney Wish, they told us about the Scuba Scramble. And it's this like aqua ride. It's the aqua mouse adventure. And it, it sounded really, really neat. And they kind of alluded to the fact that there might be more adventures once you're aboard the ship. So this week, they actually announced that there is another so, um, so the second show is the Swiss Meltdown, where Mickey and Minnie are going to invite you on a mountain sledding excursion that will inevitably and hilariously go kind of out of control. I mean, just think like uh, Runaway Railroad. Yeah, right? that's what exactly like, what it was reminding me of. It just goes out of control. But this is the same same kind of experience. Um, the sun comes out, the snow's going to melt, and then you'll be off on a frantic dash to the mountaintops while trying to avoid obstacles like avalanches, 
leaky rock walls and waterfalls. The story is inspired by one of the Emmy award-winning Mickey Mouse shorts, Yodelberg, and composer Christopher Willis adapted his Ionic score for the episode of this attraction. So you're familiar with Yodelberg, uh, Sarah, because yes. I saw you clapping. Yodelberg is my most favorite Mickey Mouse short that I watch on Disney+. Plus. I adore it. Um, if you haven't seen it, I highly recommend it. Um, I've even seen, I would have gotten this. There's, there was, I don't know if it's still there. There was a white Yodelberg sweatshirt available on Shop Disney. And I bet you could find it somewhere in the parks. But it was white, and I just cannot buy a white sweatshirt. <laughs> I get it. It's maybe if I didn't have kids, I would wear more white clothes. But it's just not going to happen. <laughs> My kids are adults, and I don't. I'm just afraid students are going to touch us now. That's what I worry about. So. Oh yeah, but I just I love that um, cartoon. It just makes me happy. So I can only imagine that this would do the same thing. We'll have to ride it at some point. But yes, Yodelberg. If you haven't seen it. And you have Disney Plus, go look for it. I love it. Now looking at pictures and everything of this, is this kind of like the animation is like painted on the slides as you're going down? So it tells the story that way? I wasn't sure. And I didn't watch the video like you guys all did when it first came out. It just, it kind of looks like as you're sliding down your water slide, um, all around you, like in your tube, there's a different story playing as you're sliding down, like different scenes mm -hmm. up here. So I don't really know how it's going to work. And yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I'm sure we'll get a nice uh, vlogger to tell us right. once they see it. <laughs> we'll um, rely on them. Yes, but uh, it would. Ha I feel like you go pretty fast down these contraptions, so it would have to be something that you can see yeah easily because you know you're going quickly <laughs> so i wonder i almost imagine like um you know like if you my kids love the flip books where yeah. you thumb through the pages i would be really cool if they it was something like that where you're going by it so fast you see almost like an image a moving image versus um something that's stagnant i don't even know if that's possible it's just the creative wheels turning in my head Hmm, that would be neat. So Epcot has ended the Princess Cavalcade, and the princesses have been spotted doing social distanced meet and greets. Aurora and Belle have been found between France and Morocco. Snow White has been back by her wishing well in Germany. Mulan can be found in the China Garden. Jasmine can be found in Morocco. And of course, Anna and Elsa can be spotted in Norway. We hope this means that the princesses will soon be back at the Akershus and even Cinderella's royal table. I did hear a rumor about Akershus, though, that it was not around anymore <laughs> or they were switching it into a lounge. But I haven't seen that in a long time. No, I didn't see anything like that. I know they used it for, and it may still be the relaxation station, although I thought they got rid of all those. It's possible. I'm not talking about that though. I'm talking about like, it's gone. That would be awful. That's like top on my list of things I want to do because it has all the princesses. Yeah, I they don't go. have them at the castle anymore. I mean, don't quote me on this. And now I don't see it anywhere. I wonder if I got bad information. Okay, well, I'm going to go with that. I'm going to cross my fingers. <laughs> <laughs> on the Disney website, it just says temporarily closed. Yeah. So 
I was going with the fact that it's going to reopen, but. Yes, well, if you don't know, and it's still there on your next trip or open for dining, and if there's a dining plan back, Cinderella's Royal Table costs you two whole dining credits, but Akershus only is one. So if you really want to meet those princesses, it's definitely an easier reservation to get. For sure. I'm, I'm glad you said how, like, you actually said it correctly. Yeah, I can't <laughs> That's say one I butcher every single time. Yep. I'm always like, hold on a second. Let me really think about this. Because um, I'm going to say... Acker House? <laughs> because that's how I hear people say it. So just so you guys know, I know you're going to be thrilled, and I'm not sure why this is coming back right now, but the finger scanners returned this week at Animal Kingdom and Hollywood Studios, and they're going to be returning to Magic Kingdom and Epcot, according to cast members. They just opened those two first. I'm not sure why. I thought that was an odd choice. You'd thought they would have started with Magic Kingdom, um, but you have to do your fingerprint. It's supposed to keep your tickets more secure. If you remember, it was removed because of COVID. Now we just had a conversation about how COVID is ramping up in some areas, but they brought back the finger scanner. And the sad part is that guests did not see the cast members cleaning in between the guests, putting their fingers on there. However, there are sanitizing stations nearby. That will be interesting to see when we go. I'll be there before Stephanie uh, to see, or even Margie will be there before any of us if they bring those sanitation stations back out. Yeah, I had a bold move, Disney, because I am not a fan. I don't want to touch finger to finger with people at this point in time, but I'll be the one, you know, like, okay, kids, line up. Let me squeeze some sanitizer in your hands now. So, Ugh. Or you can sanitize it before you put your finger on there. <laughs> they were like, it's safe now. Let me, here, let me just squeeze this onto the <laughs> And then it scanner. doesn't work and I you know. gotta go to guest relations. <laughs> Sarah, you've been oh banned from God. the parks for <laughs> ruining Disney equipment. It's just still one of those things that just makes me shake my head and go, Disney, why? Why did yeah. you bring this back? And there's other things that you're holding out. Like, I just, I don't get it. We were getting into the parks just fine. Mm -hmm. with our cards and with our magic bands you didn't have to bring this one back but they said it did. was for our security but i kind of feel like it's somebody sharing tickets or something you know what i mean mm -hmm. like yeah if they don't have the fingerprint and there's not a driver's license hooked to it and there's not a picture hooked to it remember they oh, that was yeah. a very short-lived thing that we talked about they were going to do pictures you could do a face scan or whatever we talked mm -hmm. i think that was earlier this year and that kind of went by the wayside. So interesting. That's true because, I mean, you can come and go to the parks, right? You don't have to, you just use the same ticket to get in. So if I wanted to leave, I could go out of the park and then sell my ticket to somebody. Not even sell it. I mean, just have or, somebody else go in or even they're not always watching so closely. Somebody could just pass the magic band through, you know, back to somebody. <sighs> Oh, get super sneaky and like have four people go in. Yeah, right. don't give people ideas. Oh now. my gosh! No, I'm that's pretty horrible. sure that's why they brought it back. Yeah. Okay. Because well, that way they can monitor. I get it now. I get it. Touche. Sorry. I'm gonna. I'll. I'll jump off my soapbox. Okay. That is crooked, people. What is wrong with you? There's people everywhere, like the people uh, buying up all the merchandise. Well, thanks. Now our finger scanners are back. <laughs> and now we're just <laughs> going to have to lather up in all that good old Germex. 
All right, so we told you a couple weeks ago that Disney had put out signs letting guests know that they could only buy two of select items and Halloween merchandise, which was something that we had been wanting for a while because those people run in, those people, what's wrong with you? Same kind of people. They run in, they buy every single thing. eBay people. Yeah, and then they upsell it. Um, And then anybody who's desperate will pay the price. Well, thankfully, Disney has now included pretty much all of the merchandise in their stores to this limit. Just as we projected, Disney is trying to stop individuals from purchasing up all of the merchandise and raising the prices to sell to people on eBay. Cast members said that it is due to the fact that merchandise can't be replenished as quickly. Whatever the reason, we're just happy that the eBay crazies are being stopped. Yes, thank you, Disney. I appreciate this. Now, I did hear from a vlogger that I watched that and I wonder if this is the case if they were true like if you got if you saw a t-shirt you liked you could buy two smalls but you could buy the same t-shirt as two mediums two larges because it scans as different codes that's what Margie said when we were talking about it originally that when they were saying that was for just the Halloween and some select merchandise but the article I read made it seem like no, it's two of that item. So okay. like two spirit jerseys, no matter what size you get, you get two spirit jerseys. Now, you know, there are probably a family of four or five people you could bring in and everybody take and you would still get some, but you couldn't buy as much as like when they kind of bought out the Slash Mountain store. Yeah, you can't just go in and clear the shelves. Right. Which I'm appreciative of. Yeah. Right. I mean, it does kind of stink if you want to buy the whole family the same spirit jersey. What do you do then? You get each one of them and you give them each money. Yeah. And they have uh, to come in with you. So like a you separate could say, transaction. I'm buying for these four people right yeah. here. Okay. So we have an update on the Splash Mountain re-theming. Tiana and Naveen will be leading guests in a boat through the bayou. In the renderings, Tiana is wearing pants... And that's kind of out of the ordinary for a lady in the 1920s New Orleans. Um, But it's Disney and, you know, go women. So (laughs) this story supposedly takes place right after the last kiss in the Mardi Gras finale of the movie. The ride is going to be all about connecting Tiana from who she was to who she will be in the future. This also seems like a reminder that Tiana has a Disney Plus show in the works. This time, Disney still hasn't released a timeline of when we can expect this ride to open. I'm excited about it. I think it's going to be so cute. I love Princess and the I'm Frog. I'm interested to see if they'll have Tiana wear pants then in the parks. That would be park. interesting. Hmm. Oh. Hmm. I don't know. I love her dress, though. No, I do love her dress. But it was an interesting take on it to see her in pants. Well, she looks like she's like... It, explore she yes. looks like a tiana slash indiana jones she looks like uh jane from tarzan the yeah. outfit that she has on so maybe it has a purpose you know but mm. i think in the parks i feel like she'll still wear her dress i hope so because little girls they're not like i want to see the princess in the pants i feel like they want to see the princess in the true the big dress but i could see them using it also as an inclusivity thing where true. they're saying that this just shows little girls that you can still be a little girl and wear pants. Yes. 
so I don't know. And I left this next thing for you, Sarah, because you are the love of this more I than Sarah. You. I'm more than yes. Steph and I. So Disney has made a change to the Rise of the Resistance boarding group process. In the past, you would go on your My Disney Experience app and try to get your pass. But before you finished, you had to click on each person in your party, which may cause guests not to be able to get the boarding group. Exactly what happened to me. <laughs> now, when you try to get a boarding group, the app will auto-select your whole party for you. You have the option to change your party by clicking the change your party button. Once your group is secured, you can double check your party to make sure it is correct. And if you have any problems, you can check with guest relations. Now clicking on the change your party button may take valuable time. You may just want to go with the party Disney selects for you and hope this helps you get your boarding pass. So I have heard that if something doesn't work out and maybe I've seen where maybe someone doesn't show up in your party, for example, and then you could visit guest relations or I've even heard people visit um, the cast members at the front you know, where you're entering the ride queue mm -hmm. and they'll usually have an iPad and they can help you out. Um, so if you have problems, I would suggest going that route. But that yeah, might... this sh should be helpful. I definitely suggest don't, don't try to change your party. No, Just, yeah, don't. Go with it. Go with it. It's not going to hurt anybody. As fast yeah. as you can. So that you can maybe ride it and not pay $40. I'm <laughs> so sorry. <laughs> I had a dream about that after we talked about the pricing of individual rides. And I'm like, did you dream uh, that it was $40? Yes. And we were all like $40, but we really want to do it. We should no. just pay the $40. And we're all like, we're crazy. Why are we paying $40? You know, yeah, it was a whole conversation. Yes. <laughs> so this is all speculative listeners. We're just, again, speculating things. But so this week, something strange happened with all-star music reservations. And interestingly enough, Gina contacted me about this one because she is going to, she says she's staying at all-star music. I thought she was staying at all-star movies. Like we are when we, we're staying when we get there and she's staying after we leave. So regardless, she said that she heard all-star was not going to reopen on September 16th, like originally planned. And so um, reservations were disappearing from people's My Disney experience, but when the guests were calling Disney, one of them was a vlogger. And so that's how the, I got the rest of the story. So when they called Disney and found out, they said that they were in their system and it was showing that they were coming on these dates. So there must be a glitch in the My Disney Experience app, which we all know ha has happened to us in the past, um, which is why you have to take screenshots sometimes of some things to make sure you get them, especially um, hot sought after reservations. Uh, they're not... Disney's not made anything about or any announcements about not reopening or it being delayed at all. Like they have about other things. They've been upfront about everything. So I think they would have. Um, so if you had a reservation at all-star music, you need, and it's on your Midas experience that it or is gone from your Midas experience or something, you are supposed to call Disney and they will help you because um, yeah, that is not a fact. There has to be a glitch in the system somewhere. So good news. You still have your reservation. Just a glitch, guys. Just a glitch. Breathe a little easier. <laughs> right. Can you imagine going on to the My Disney no. Experience app and being like, and there. I don't have a hotel. Well, they disappear. Yeah. Like, people disappear. Like, we've had Brad disappear before. 
where's Brad? Yeah, he just, <laughs> he he just go? disappears. But um, then usually if you wait or you refresh, then sometimes it comes back. So, hmm. Well, Disney's doing a little bit of work over on the Magic Kingdom ferry boats to enable a second level access from the dock on a, to the boat. So it's going to make things a little faster, guys. Pilings are being installed at the TTC dock, ultimately supporting the new gangway and stairs leading up to the second deck. All of the pilings are complete at the Magic Kingdom dock, and the area where the gangway will meet the walkway to the Magic Kingdom is prepared. On the Richard F. Irvine, the front and rear sections on the second level are all walled off, and railings have been removed in preparation for the new access points. When complete, the second level access is going to allow faster unloading of the ferry boat with guests being able to leave directly from the second level without using the exit on the first level. So both levels will be clearing at the exact same time going much faster. I'm really surprised that they didn't think about this before now. Right? Because I mean, how many years have they been (laughs) using those ferries? Quite some time. A long time. And they look like sardines on there sometimes. And then if you're on the top, it is, you're stuck for a while. Right. So that'll be nice. It'll be, it'll be nice to be able to go to the top and not be stuck on the top. Over in Disneyland, they've announced that they are bringing three new villains to the Oogie Boogie Bash. The three villains are Sid from Toy Story. Ooh, that'll be fun. We've got Cruella from the latest Disney live action remake and Agatha from WandaVision. Oogie Boogie Bash is sold out as of right now, but if Disney releases more tickets, we'll let you know. I That's exciting. Cruella and Agatha, I think, are wonderful. I don't have a... I've never had a huge affinity for Toy Story. I know that's probably some people think that's awful of me but um so Sid was never big for me but I well, love I love, love villain, the new Cruella I don't think of him like a Cruella or yeah. Maleficent or yes. the evil queen I don't think of it like that so I just think it's crazy but I just think it's neat because it's a little more kid friendly this is true like you, you are, know, yeah. Cruella yes. and Maleficent they can be pretty scary and kids don't want to go up to them very true, Where like very Gaston true. is still approachable and he <laughs> doesn't make you go run and cry and hide in your mom's arms. No, he so tells you Sid how is wonderful kind of he a, is. Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> um, Sid's kind of on that level where kids will <laughs> like it. The, the, bad, the mean kid at school. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Um, I mean, Cruella, I'm excited about. I don't, I don't do, I haven't seen WandaVision yet, so... Yeah, Agatha is a um, quirky character. Yeah, I mean, if you, I'm not going to say spoiler, well, I'll say spoiler alert. I'm sorry if you haven't seen WandaVision, you should have seen it by now. Um, (laughs) Agatha is a witch, so yes, she falls right in there with the whole Disney um, boogie boogie bash. I can't think of that lady's name that plays her, but every character that she plays is quirky in some bizarro way and she plays them perfectly it doesn't matter if it's like on bad moms or and then our this movie and i can't even think the other stuff she's in she's in commercials she's just a little quirky yes she's (laughs) fun beginning september 18th and on select nights walt disney world's fairy tale 
fireworks cruise will be returning, so you can make reservations now. The Fairy Tale Fireworks Cruise is part of the Enchanting Extras collection. It is a sparkling dessert cruise with a unique experience that allows guests to sail the Seven Seas Lagoon while enjoying yummy, delectable desserts and stunning views of Disney's nighttime fireworks. Do we have any idea what the price of that is? Um, I believe it is $99 yes. for adults. 69 for kids? 69 for kids, yeah. I believe. So it's almost cheaper for you to rent your own ferry or for you to rent your own boat, pontoon? Isn't the right? boat $400? Yeah. But you would so be with other people. people. Yeah. So, so it's like a dessert a, party on a boat. Yeah. But you wouldn't get desserts if you rented just the pontoon. Yes. And yes, but you could reason, bring your own dessert. <laughs> this is true. This I'm is quite like affordable <laughs> for a dessert party. But keep in mind, you're not going to see, and I don't know what the new show is going to be like all the way, but you're not going to see projections. You're just going to be able to see fireworks. Right. Yes. Well, so you're if you're looking gonna... for the full experience, I would not suggest this. Yeah, because you're not going to be able to see it going all the way down the street. Yes. Which I feel like is what they've really advertised a lot. Mm-hmm. Les Creperies de Paris will both have quick service and table service. But at this time, no reservations are being taken. Only walk-ups will be available. All items there will be made from scratch and made to order. This restaurant was inspired by the Brittany region of France. Um, pictures have been released of both sweet and savory crepes that will be served. So hop over to Disney's website for more information. I've seen the pictures. This looks delicious. And I've spoken with a friend that spent some time living in France and loved the crepes in the Brittany region. And she was very excited about these crepes. So she feels they're going to give an authentic uh, authenticity to this restaurant, which is exciting. It is. But I thought it was interesting that it's walk-in only, and we'll talk more about that when you guys get done with the next couple. Okay, so I'm going to keep talking about some food then. Beginning on September 12th, we've got the Diamond Horseshoe that is reopening, but guess what, guys? Their Western Eats are no longer available. They're going to be serving the same food as the Liberty Tree Tavern. We're guessing it's because they share a kitchen, and so it's a little bit easier to do food there in that way either way this gives us another place to eat and it does give you some new scenery while you eat and to be honest i've never heard anything good about the diamond horseshoe yeah i was gonna say um so this could be a step up for them sharing the menu with liberty tree tavern well they've <laughs> been using liberty tree tavern yeah they've been using part of the diamond horseshoe it's like overflow seating right, right. and yeah. so i was like and this is different because I was like, this is one of those restaurants that you forget is in the Magic Kingdom. It's true. It's it reminds true. me of the saloon show from Six Flags or Silver Dollar City. <laughs> from the outside, that's what it looks like it should be. But then it is actually a restaurant. I just think it's silly that it's the same food, but they're calling it a different restaurant. I know, exactly. Like, just yeah. go ahead and call it All Liberty Tree Tavern. <laughs> Diamond Horseshoe is no longer a thing. This is just, take the sign off and just open the doors and it's just <laughs> All Liberty Tree Tavern. 
It is a little funny. Um, and I would be bummed if I was going to eat at Liberty Tree Tavern and I got put in yeah. the Diamond Horseshoe because Liberty Tree Tavern has a very different feel. It does. It's not Wild West. No. It's colonial. <laughs> very different. So Tokyo Dining has reopened in the Japan Pavilion at Epcot's World Showcase. This past Friday, the restaurant reopened from 2 to 8 p.m. And it will continue these hours until tomorrow, September 2nd, when they will begin staying open until 9 p.m. They will be closed on Tuesdays and Wednesdays each week, and they are currently only accepting walk-ins. So um, if you can remember that schedule, good for you, because that's... <laughs> That's a little complicated, <laughs> but um, yeah, so, I would try this one out. I've heard thing, good things about this one. That's the second restaurant that's only doing walk-ins. I was wondering if that's why there hasn't been any reservations for Space 220. You think it's going to be walk-ins? Well, they're doing that with that restaurant, and they're doing it with the creperie, <gasps> and it's brand new. No. And I wonder if they're doing that to just like alleviate some crowding situation, you know, like giving more people chances to get in there. I don't know. It was a speculation on my part, just because that was the second one that I read that they weren't, ex they were only accepting walk-ins. And I thought, that's interesting. So now they're making people wait for dining and so that the ride lines aren't as long. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, <laughs> oh, that's awful. I hope that's not the case. Me this too. is, this again, I don't know this Ugh. for sure, girls. Don't. Don't, don't say them. you can't say these things out loud, Vicky, because then they might come true. They <laughs> listen, remember? They listen. No, they do not listen to the stuff we want them to. Oh, <laughs> uh, um, that's a, I mean, yeah, okay, you brought down the mood. I'm so sorry. Now we end it with a wah wah. <laughs> so now no, I'm gonna I'm not ending it because we have some more news that we really need to share this week, because if I wait till next week, then it's really old news. It's not really new news. Because this morning as you guys probably know on our chat, because it was going crazy with Margie and Gita going back and forth about the new Disney World annual pass passes that are going to go on sale on September the 8th. Yes. Yes, let's talk about that. This is really sad. <laughs> <laughs> so there are four passes. However, only one of them is available to people like us that do not live in Florida. So I'll start from the bottom which we can't purchase, it's for Florida people. <laughs> Disney Pixie Dust Pass, it's cost $399. They can pay $19 a month for 12 months after they put down a $200 deposit. Um, they can have three park reservations and they have the most blackout dates, which means no weekends. Um, I just, I watched a vlog on this right before we started and they said that there's absolutely no weekends available, no holidays. So Kaylee's like, why would you want that pass? And I said, because they live there. So they could go on the week, they could go on the weekdays. I guess that's what they're thinking. And really for yeah. $400 and you could go all the weekdays, I guess. Yeah. It's worth we it. We knew a family that did annual passes and lived very close to Disney. And they, you know, it was like, oh, do you want to go have dinner in Disney World tonight? And, you know. Yeah. So it's a much different attitude than we would have going to Disney World. Yeah, it could even be an after school. We have we also have a friend and they can see the fireworks every night for Magic Kingdom from their house. Imagine oh, that's that, awesome. right? How cool would that be? Um, but it's like, okay, yeah, after school, let's just head on over and go on one of our favorite rides. 
good job. But homework's finished. We can go run over there yeah. real fast. I want that option. Oh. Mm-hmm. Anyways, then the next one up is Disney Pirate Pass. It's $699 plus tax, or you can break it down into payments just like the other one. Um, it does include all four parks, but it is, again, only available for Florida residents. Current pass holders can renew this pass for $594. So if you already have that pass, it's got a different name. They changed the names of everything. I'm surprised it's not something plus because everything mm-hmm. seems to be plus lately. <laughs> That's nice that you get a break if you've, you, you're already a pass holder. I think that it should be like that. I know it is with Silver Dollar City passes because my mom buy, has bought them every year for like 10 years. Um, di- I know it's not Disney, but same concept. <laughs> Disney Sorcerer Pass is $899 and you have some blockout dates. You can have up to five park reservations at a time. Um, the Disney Sorcerer Pass is available to Florida residents and Disney Vacation Club members. So if you're a DVC person, you look out on this one, e- even if you don't live in the state of Florida. And then current pass holders can renew that one for $764, which again is a nice, it's a little savings. But this is the only pass that us poor people that live in North Carolina, Missouri, and the other places, the people that host with us, is $1,299 plus tax. We cannot pay payments. And I know that was one of the things Margie was so upset about today was she's like, why can't we pay payments? Why do Florida people get to pay payments? Well, and it's the one that's the most expensive. You know, like maybe make the cheap one where you don't have to make payments. Like it's 400 bucks, but this is, (laughs) this is a little more and Mm -hmm. you can't even make payments on it. So there are no blackout dates at all on the credit pass. The other thing is you can have up to five park reservations. That doesn't mean just five days. That means, this is where I got from the vlog because I was not understanding everything clearly. If you had five trips planned, you could make park reservations for all five trips. So if you were there five days, one trip, three days, another trip, you can make your park reservations for all of those trips, which- okay. That does make more sense for someone coming out of state. Correct. And then current pass holders of whatever the old pass name was, they can get it for $1,104. Now, if you want to get, here's where the whole, you used to get this free thing comes in. Pass holders used to get the photo pass, but you have to pay an additional $99 a year plus tax if you would like to add that. And then if you want to add the water and sports package that's another $99 on top of it so you're talking about $1,500 for all of that but I don't I don't know why we can't just keep the photo pass in there but I know I don't work for Disney so because it's Disney I mean the photo pass is really expensive if you're just going on one trip a year Mm -hmm. so if you're going to be going on a lot of different Disney trips that doesn't sound horrible yeah it just sounds horrible knowing that it used to be free right that's the only reason it's it's horrible to me that's the hardest part for me is all the things that are being plucked but not adjusted in price but had you not and i think this is why they're doing it had you not told me it used to be included i wouldn't know so i would hear 99 dollars, and i'd be like okay and i wouldn't have as difficult of so i think they're trying to just get these newbie people who who don't know that kind of stuff and then 
they have no problems with it. And that just becomes the mentality of it. But so as promised, these passes will be, because they begin going on sale September the 8th, which is next week. And um, you will have them in time for the 50th, which is what they promised. So that means sometime they're going to have that Space 220 announcement for you, Miss Sarah. <laughs> because they came through with this one. Surely they're going to come through with the other. I one. hope so. Yeah, but you can't get park reservations. <laughs> like, true. Just in time for the 50th. But I mean, <laughs> it's only the first and second right now that are total uh, that are full. But still, I, I'm sure they're going to quickly fill up. Yes. Do y'all want to hear about one more thing? Sure. Sure. Disney Kite Tales. Have y'all heard about this yet? I don't nope. think so. So oh, at Animal Kingdom? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Disney Kite Tales prepares to take the world's most magical celebration sky high at Disney's Animal Kingdom theme park. So this is starting on October 1st as part of the 50th anniversary celebration. So this show will take the magic of nature and Disney storytelling to new heights, immersing everyone in a gala performance of color and movement. It's going to happen several times daily at the Discovery River Theater near Dinoland, USA. As you make your way into the space, you'll be joined by a team of performers bringing with them a colorful collection of oversized props and kites adorned with Disney animal friends. From your favorites, The Little Mermaid, A Bug's Life, Finding Nemo, and original world beat arrangements of favorite Disney tunes will fill the air. And the excitement builds toward the launch of an impressive show of kites that go over the lagoon. So watercraft will zoom into view, pulling with them the dynamic kite trains. They are calling these enormous three-dimensional kites depicting familiar characters from the lion king or the jungle book um so you might see baloo the bear dancing in the sky or zazu chasing simba so that's all kind of interesting i mean i think this will be nice for animal kingdom so I have heard of this. I thought there was something new happening with it, but that, cause that's kind of what's taking over like the, the nighttime. Yeah, yeah. So they're doing this instead. I mean, this might be really interesting for kids. It's saying that some of these kites are going to be larger than 30 feet in length. So, so the rumor is that really those big. kites came from the Epcot show, Epcot forever. Cause they at one time had kites in it. Mm-hmm. And so some of them have been transformed and brought over to Animal Kingdom. I read yeah, that the I, other day. I do feel like this whole idea has been borrowed. <laughs> or maybe the idea for Epcot was borrowed from this before, you know, and now they're getting it where it should be. I don't know. It's I not interesting, though. I've been less excited for this than all the other new shows. Um, so I'm excited to see it and then <laughs> be wowed. Yeah, because right now I'm like, man, okay, some kites. Hey, I do like the fact that it's not just at night. Like mm -hmm. there's several shows throughout the day. That's nice because I would enjoy that at a random two o'clock when mm -hmm. things are busy and I can go and watch the kites. Yeah, what Rivers of Light had two showings at night, right? Two different sometimes, times. Sometimes, sometimes oh, they okay. just had one. 
I remember we we had um, you could get a dining reservation. Dining at yeah. uh, we we got one when we dined at Tusker House once, and you would get um, a voucher. Yeah. yeah. And for uh, like to make your way into the show, and we ended up not using it because nobody. We just wanted to go back to the resort. <laughs> Rivers of Light was not enticing enough to get us there. We really enjoyed it, but it was not well attended, and we were there at, at Christmas, the busiest time of the year. So, uh, but it was also really, really cold. Joey did not pack any pants that year, so we ended up buying him. Uh, sweatpants at Animal Kingdom and then we were sitting there watching the show and they sprayed water and he was like oh Oh, no so but it was we thought it was a good show I just don't think it turned out the way that they wanted it to Mm. well okay so thank you Sarah for joining us Miranda we missed you but we totally understand that your job really needs to take precedence over hanging out with us if you're interested in being a guest on our show or you have a question or a comment, you can email us at mousecapadespodcast at gmail.com or please text us at 636-395-0544. If you would like to book a trip or you just want a free quote, you can text us, Stephanie, Sarah, or myself, Vicki, at 636-395-0544. Just a reminder that a $200 deposit will hold a reservation. And be sure to listen to Friday's show, which is sure to be fun, while they talk about the best and worst jobs according to cast members. As always, thank you for listening to the number one podcast that entertains the space between your ears, the Mousecapades podcast. Well, girls, I think it's about that time. Disney love. May all your dreams come true. Have a magical day, my friends. <laughs>